Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA. In studio, well, first me, Sergio, in studio I've got Ron Hobbs, the director of the Angler Chronicles Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. There you go. And then, Ron, you know, we have a couple of good people here. Of course, our dear friend... Okay, and when you hear that, this he's got his own theme song now. Without further ado, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio, and welcome back, Ron. There yeah, you, you too. We missed you last week. Well, you know, stuff happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and of course... Six and a feet, six and a half feet underground. Seven. None other than the earthworm himself, Mr. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports, IGFA, Western Outdoor News, and Worm Underground. Andrew, good morning, sir. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Where are you calling me from today? I'm in the beautiful area of Mountain Lake. Mm, I know. I was going to try to go up there this week. I didn't make it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're in Lytle Creek. Now, folks, Mountain Lakes, For we always talk about that. Um, the person that introduced me to Mountain Lakes was Tony. You know, Tony took me over there. They're, they're, they're members. Um, is, is it like a club? Is it a resort? And why don't you tell people what it is? Yeah, so Mountain Lakes is basically just like a camping resort. They have uh, two lakes uh, that they stock every week. Um, it's just a it's a cool place close to home uh, that you can come up and camp and bring your tents, trailers. They have cabins to rent, you know. But it is a private club, so you got to be a member or a guest of a member to come in. Um, but it's just it's very family oriented. Um, they have special events all the time. They do special things for Halloween where they close the entire park, so you can't even drive anywhere for like four hours, and they let people uh, you know walk around and, and safe. It's just. It's a really cool spot. I mean, it kind of feels like, you know, you're in the mountains, but if you, if I need to go home, I'm 20 minutes away. So, Well, you're 20 minutes away. <laughs> Ron and I are about an hour and a half. Steve, I don't even want to consider. Um, Steve Steve's really far. But, um, yeah, no, but it's it's a really nice place. Like you said, if you want to go spend the night, it's, it's a great place. All right? They have cabins. Uh, you can bring a tent. Uh, you can bring your your uh, trailer i mean you can do whatever you want there which is nice and you have is it two two lakes uh two little ponds right there that you can fish um at least there was two back then there's still two yeah there's still two and then you have the owner's pond that everyone always wants to fish but you know 
who knows what goes on there. We, 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 everyone around the lake always jokes that the owner, you know, devil stocks his, his pond, and then, you know, we get half of that. So, but yeah, it's a... That's hearsay. That's hearsay. That's hearsay. And just because you can't catch a fish, don't blame it on, on, on hearsay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this week at uh, Mountain Lakes, they had a, a special stocking. Uh, they did uh, 3,000 pounds of Mount Lassen trout, so 1,500 pounds went into each lake. Um, they opened it up for Wednesday. Wait, wait, and, you, you know, said I fin and feather, right? But you're talking about Mountain Lakes, but I think you said fin and feather. So we're talking Mountain okay. Lakes. They got 1,500 in each lake, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I okay. got fin and feather on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, so 15, <laughs> 1,500 pounds uh, each lake, and we were here Wednesday. Like I said, I wish you came because it was just, it was probably the best fishing all season. Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, lips were the rule. Uh, it was, I mean, these fish were, they were quality fish. Nothing big, but the quality was, you know, in the two to three pound range. Um, and, and for here, you know, usually they've been on the smaller side and this week it was like, it was, it was nice to see some good fish. Yeah. I saw that Oliver went up, uh, except we were going to have an afternoon uh, gathering, but unfortunately we got two episodes that needed narration. So John and I were working on the narration. There's no way I could be, uh, be up there, but it was nice to see that even in the afternoon when it's really not bite time uh, for these fish. Oliver was able to come up and catch a few fish with his son. That, that's always cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's well, let, let, let's go around the horn then, and let's just start talking uh, freshwater. There's a lot of – I mean, I'm watching a lot of stuff, and let's see what you got. Yeah, exactly. So we'll start off at uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes again came in with a full truckload. They've been doing it since November. A full truckload every week of rainbows from Mount Lassen. And they're not bringing small fish. They're bringing an average of three pounds, and they mix in fish all the way up to 15 to 16 pounds usually. I think the biggest fish of the season was uh, 16 and three quarters, um, which is a giant drought. Uh, but they, um, I mean, they can continuously stocking. You know, there's still big tilapia being caught, catfish being caught. Uh, but right now, it's definitely the game of the trout. Um, and if you're going for trout, a good way to catch them, you know, always base a day off when they stock. If they stock on a Thursday, you show up on a Friday. You know, don't throw out, you know, to cast to the future. Throw only 10, 15 feet out because these fish, they're, they're still a little lethargic. They're not used to deep water, so they're going to be cruising the shallows. So definitely they're soaking bait. Use a shorter leader, like a foot to a foot and a half, uh, you know, leader on a Carolina rig, two-pound test, uh, either uh, the mice tails or, um, or power bait or inflated night crawlers. If you're going to throw jigs, you know, definitely try hookup baits, you know, different things like that. And then, you know, mess around with your retrieve to see what works. You know, if you get bit, copy that retrieve, um, you know, as far as that. And then if you do happen to catch one of those big, big, you know, 15, 16-pounders, always have a big net. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Keep going. I'll give you a couple more. Yeah, so from there, uh, Orange County, uh, like Laguna, Laguna Niguel, Irvine Lake, uh, they're going to be stocking on, uh, on, on February 6th. That's their next stocking over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be uh, next week. Um, again, they're actually stocking uh, a couple lightnings in with their stock. Um, they're the, ver- the hatchery they're getting from is Idaho. Uh, but they do have a version of lightning trout that they're throwing in along with the rainbow. So, you know, if you want a chance to catch either or, you know, one of those nice yellow trout, um, that's definitely a place to go, one of the OC parks over there. 
uh, from there, the San Bernardino County lakes, uh, like uh, you got Cucamonguasi, Glen Helen, Yucaipa, Mojave Narrows, Parado, uh, they're stocking 630 pounds every week. Um, beef fish are coming from Jess Ranch. Uh, they are throwing in a couple nicer ones in uh, with the stock. Same kind of story. Um, it's all based on the day of the stock that you know that you'll be catching them and the technique. You know, if you come in there, you know, on the on the opening, you know, Friday, start shallow and then work your way deeper. Another thing to look for is the birds. If you see the comrades working back and forth of the pelicans, they're not doing that to get their exercise. They're doing that because the fish are underneath them and kind of focused in that area. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. So from there, we mm-hmm. go up a little bit to the mountains. Uh, the mountains, we have a Big Bear Lake. Uh, Big Bear Lake, they haven't stocked uh, lately, but they do have plenty of holdovers. Uh, there is snow on the ground. It is a little colder up there, but the trout love that. Uh, so typically the hot areas are over by the observatory, uh, by the dam over there, by the buoy line, uh, and, of course, the red house. A uh, little bit longer leaders here, uh, you know, kind of cast out a little bit farther. Early morning they're going to be somewhat closer, but nothing like, you know, 8 feet out or 10 feet out. You know, you're going to want to kind of, you know, chuck it out there a little ways and, uh, you know, hopefully to catch uh, one of those. And then um, I don't think the boats are allowed on the water uh, right now, so pretty much shore fishing is, is what you got going there. Um, you know, as far as a uh, big bear, but there is be- fish being caught, and then uh, you know, I'm I'm waiting for two months. You know, when the carp start showing up, and then uh, up there they like to eat arrows. So fun place. <laughs> yeah, they do. All right, so it looks good. Looks good. All right, so um, listen, um, we have a big event coming up. Well, big event. We're going to be heading out to Palmdale Fin and Feather on the weekend of February 11th. Correct, the 11th and 12th. Is that uh, Super Bowl on the 12th, uh, Ron? Oh, yeah. So Super Bowl, we'll be fishing. So we might have to bring a portable TV of some kind so we can, uh, with rabbit ears. I used to have one. I don't think I have one anymore. So you can watch Super Bowl. My well, yeah, the Raiders are <laughs> the Raiders aren't in it, so I really, you know, good luck to whoever yeah. wins. You know, the only thing I mean, I was looking forward to. Uh, um, the only thing I, I like are the, the commercials, but even the commercials aren't any good anymore. So, you know, that was my big thing when my team wasn't you, there. You know what? You know what they say about the Super Bowl, right? What? Nothing. Argentina won. <laughs> That's all that matters. I love you. That's right. That's right. Argentina won. <laughs> Hey, you like that. I like that. <laughs> Still not going to help you. Uh, hey, yeah, but he knows that I get to brag for four years. Okay? Now, I don't know what we're going to do the next one, but it doesn't matter. We got our, we got our third star. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather. So the, I'm going to make an invitation for those of you that are members um, or you know a member that goes there. You can go with them as a guest. We will be filming on the weekend of the 11th and the 12th, okay, up there at Palmdale Finman Feather. Uh, we'll be primarily fishing off of one of the docks and uh, probably one of the boats, okay? However, we are going to be walking the shore. So if you see the camera come by or you see the drone flying above, please don't cast at it. But um, although I'll tell you quite honestly, with two-pound test, if that hits the uh, the blade, it's not he's not gonna even feel it, <laughs> okay? But um, yeah, you, you'll see it, and we'll get you on TV. We'll do a nice, nice little interview. Really looking forward to it. Please come out if you can. Um, again, it's the weekend of February 11th to 12th. Actually, Super Bowl weekend. 
and uh, mm -hmm. we'll do a little film and hopefully catch some fish. Uh, my understanding is that they're stocking the day before up to, what, 10,000 pounds or 6,000 pounds? Something. Uh, yeah, so, so, so Finn and Feather, uh, they actually just stocked on uh, early Friday morning, probably around 2 or 3 in the morning, mm -hmm. with another uh, truck full 6,000 pounds of fish. That brings the total up to 30,000 pounds of fish in two weeks of them being open. Right. So you got 30,000 pounds of trout. When we come in there, they're bringing another truckload of 6,000 pounds. And I believe that's going to bring it, I mean, probably over 40,000, I would imagine, by then. But every every stock, it's around 6,000. That that's what they can fit on the truck. Mm -hmm. uh, but these fish, they've been bringing big, big fish. We're talking, you know, an average, like I said, three-pound average, but... They're throwing in plenty of sixes, eights, tens, you know, and then I have seen one uh, just shy of 12 pounds uh, that was caught. That's the big one so far. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can hear the music. I got to go to break. So let me go to break real quick with a big, huge shout out to Mitch, Paul, Mike, Jonathan, and Sal. I'll get the rest of them later. Uh, everybody hang on tight. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. We'll be right back. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. This is Pat McDonald, and it's time for the Bart Hall Family Fishing Shows, the ultimate celebration of boating, fishing, international travel, and tackle booths, plus dozens of daily seminars by experts. It's a full day of family fun with the fabulous flying dogs, the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Shows, and more. Kids get in free, kids fish free. Don't miss it. February 16th through the 19th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Feel the passion, share the passion. Presented by Progressive. Get details at hallshows.com. Angels Radio. AME 30.
Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And that song, uh, I know it's above you, Earthworm, but it's called Smoke on the Water. And what happens is when I get to Fin and Feather and I start throwing my, um, any anything I throw over there, your Thomas Boyan, uh, the Mirashads, whatever, you're going to see smoke on the water, bro. You like is that? Is it smoke or is it death? It's fish, actually, but it's good. It's good. So anyway, um, listen, uh, I know we're talking about fin and feather, and I want to bring uh-huh. it back to that because, um, you know, I'm not, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I, I fish trout. I can I can fish trout, but I'm not into it as you, as Ron, as Tony, uh, even Steve. Um, so what I want to do here, since you go on a regular basis to both, actually, all freshwater, but you do go to fin and feather quite a bit. I was inter- mm-hmm. interested in getting your take and Steve's take and Ron's take on how you guys would actually fish. Because, I mean, I've got to get ready. We're going to go February 11th. I want to make sure that my tackle box is, has got all the right stuff. All right, so you're the closest one of going to Palmdale Fin and Feather. Why don't you tell me what's working really well there? Well, definitely, if, if especially you, you know, because you're just like me. We don't really like to sit there and bait fish. we got to throw something. So the first thing to do is get a really good sensitive rod that you can jig with. Fishing Syndicate has that awesome line of the green monsters and all, and all the ultra lights and feather lights. you got to get a good reel, something with some good drag, because remember, we're only using two-pound tests. And you get a big one, that thing's going to take off running. It doesn't take much to snap two-pound, but with two-pound, you're going to get more bites. So that's your first that's your first thing is fill it up with two pound, a nice small reel, something with good drag, and definitely a good rod that has that nice jiggy motion mm-hmm. but also has the back with the setting power okay, and Okay, well let me stop motion. you there. Let me stop you there. I got a message from um, Oliver and Oliver's uh-huh. gonna bring out all the new rods. Okay. And Ooh. my understanding he's got a, a trout rod for every single person that's gonna be fishing uh, with us uh, on the show. Okay, so uh-huh. he's uh, he's gonna get me up and going because I don't have anything really. I mean, I've got bass rods; that's not a not a problem. But I don't have uh, something for trout for like two or four pound tests. I don't have any of that. So we will mm-hmm. have fishing syndicates on the dock uh, the day we fish there. Okay, so that'll be good. All right, so awesome. that, and so and you also so that would take care of the rod. Now you also mm-hmm. mentioned reels. Let me go to Steve Carson. Carson, what would you recommend uh, for a two-pound test or even four-pound test? Well, you keep hitting on small, but uh, the flip side of that is for lake fishing, don't go too small. There, there are reels out there. Um, again, radio is not a, uh, a visual medium, so you kind of have to use your imagination. Uh, there are 500 size reels out there. Those are really tiny. They're cute. They're, they look cool, but uh, they don't cast well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they're primarily for stream fishing, you know, where you're just kind of flipping it a few feet into a little pocket. Uh, get at least a 1,000 size reel. Um, that will give you a little. It, they're still small. They're still light. They'll still balance very well on those on those very light rods. But get a 1,000 size reel. And yes, yes, don't. Uh, I mean, I love Wally World. I shop there all the time. Uh, don't go and buy a 1995 special. Uh, you know, get something with a good drag. Uh, I remember going to a, uh, uh, I was actually a bass fishing seminar with a quote-unquote 
pro-bass fishermen. Oh, by the way, I, I wanted to say on, on a statement you made earlier that you already have bass rods. Sergio mm-hmm. having bass rods is kind of a redundant statement. <laughs> okay, I should have clarified. How about freshwater bass rods and, okay. and saltwater bass rods? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, anyway, I went to, to a seminar with a, with a quote-unquote pro-bass fisherman, and he said, oh, the drag just doesn't matter. He locks the drag up so that it won't go out, and then back reels. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody doing that, but don't do that. Don't be that guy. Make sure you get a reel with a good drag. Um, you know, there are some excellent uh, lightweight pens out there. Uh, the Pursuit Series in a, in a 1,000 size is a good one, but get a 1,000 size. Uh, if, you're, if you are uh, using a little bit heavier line for, for other types of fishing, a 1,000 size reel is even a little bit small. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is with, with monofilm, it doesn't matter what pound test it is, if you're using it on a reel that's too small for it, what happens is monofilm begins to perform like a little, a little wire spring. It's very hard to handle if you've got it on too small of a reel. Mm-hmm. So if you're using heavier than four pound test, go up a little bit bigger than a one thousand size reel. Would but, you recommend uh, like a fifteen hundred pound? A fifteen hundred? If you're going to go to like six or eight pound, yes, a fifteen hundred size. But if you're going to stay down with four and two pound, then a one thousand okay. size. Yeah, both my reels. Again, I love those five hundred size reels. They're so much fun to use. But they are really just for stream fishing where casting is yeah, not much I, I, I don't have a lot. I, I, I do have two reels. I think they're both 1500s. Um, so I'll make sure I go out get at least one, a thousand one. Ron, we got to go shopping for a good thousand for me so we can put two pound test. You have one, don't you? I have, I have three of them. All right, good. So don't, <laughs> don't own Sergio one. Make him buy one. No, no, I'm going to go buy no, one. No, i got to be left handed. So, 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 which one would you recommend? The Pursuit 1000? Yeah, I like I like the pen pursuit. Well, actually, you know, personally, my favorite one, and I don't go up into the reel. There are pen does make some pretty expensive ones for inshore uh, uh, saltwater fishing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you really don't need that. I I personally like to use the fierce. It's a little bit more expensive. It's going to run you around seventy nine, eighty nine dollars, depending on where you get it. And uh, that's really, really a nice 1,000-size reel. Okay. You could even... Uh, if Ron, you're, if Ron's into, nodding his head, so I guess we're going to go get one of those, Ron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, if we get Ron... I, it's so nice to have Ron back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that is... A, I, I apologize for, for, for being gone last week. No, no, week. I, I, actually have two, I actually have two of those, and the only reason Sergio doesn't use them is because he wants to switch the handle to the other side. Well, I switched the handle to the other side. So. That, that's how well, it's easy to do. Yeah. It's easy now, to do. Okay, so let me, let me... Ron is not back. Ron is hip. <laughs> oh, but I'm a shot. Yep, there you go. No, so, um, all right, so, because, uh, you know, I know we have to get... Um, the right gear if you want to be successful. We always talk about that. You can go to the most op- wide open place to catch fish, but if your line's old and you busted, your rod's too, th- in this case, too stiff. I know Oliver's come up with a, what you call like a feather light, uh, you call it what, the monster, the green monster, um, Andrew, and so he's making some yeah. of those. Um, he's got a prototype he wants me to look at, which is a one piece eight footer okay so we'll be trying that one out as well 
Um, and that's, I think, will be available in 2023, but will give us a chance to show you on camera. So there'll be a lot of, of the rods that you guys use. And Steve and I had a really good conversation yesterday. That I want to start fishing uh, this super light line on calico and sand bass. Okay, and I'm I'd love to get them on two pound. Then I am going to try two pound, uh, even four pound. You know that that's two and four would be kind of a lot a lot of fun. But you know I can't imagine putting that kind of a leader on my regular bass rod. It's just too stiff. You know, it, 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 just to pull the fish will pull the yeah. Right we, we were talking about saltwater fishing with two pound test. That's going to be. An exceptional situation, and I was going to say, if you're going to start doing that, um, then you may want to spend a little bit of money. Uh, the the Penn Clash series reels in the one thousand that probably okay. Caught, what, what was uh, the name again? What was the name again? I'm writing Clash. this. Clash, Clash, just like London Calling, the Clash. Perfect. Get it, Ron? Get it? That was that was pretty good. That took me about a, a second. Yeah, but are you guys rocking the cash bar or no? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So, uh, the one thousand, the clash, and that that would hold up to saltwater as well, right? Yeah. It, 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 even if uh, you know you wanted to be really daring, and uh, if we get a little bit of a run of, of bonita, uh, that is just like the ultimate. That's like that's like tuna fishing. Mm-hmm. Is, is fishing bonita with two pound test? You do have to use a leader. Doesn't have to be very long, but. You know, between their teeth and you know, and their sharp fins, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you want to have a leader that's a little bit longer than the biggest fish you plan to catch. Hey, Ron, and, you better plan a trip to Turner's this afternoon. We're going. Okay, we're gonna get go get loaded loaded up because I I we, I, ha- I don't have a thousand. I have a couple of fifteen hundreds, but I'd like to get a thousand for that two pound test that uh, rod that. Um, Fishing Syndicate is bringing over, so that'll be good. And we load it up. Okay, so now here's another question for you. Here's another question. Do you use braided line and then a leader, or do you just load it up with line? Do you load it up with fluorocarbon, or do you load it up with regular line? Well, you can use braid. I always hesitate. Remember, when we're, when we're addressing people what to use, we're addressing people to either have an trout fish much, or worse, they've gone trout fishing and they haven't done well. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to kind of get them to, to go and do it. And I recall many years ago, uh, I was uh, when I was working for Irvine Lake, and it was uh, you know one of the busy event weekends, a holiday weekend, the lake was packed, and they, they had stocked very heavily, very heavily. And some people were doing really well. Some people weren't doing well at all. And I had actually a little little pack of leaders, uh, leader material in my pocket, and some small hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. That's the music? Yeah, that's the music. So I just hold on tight, because I like, I like, I want to hear this. I've got to just absorb as much information from you guys as I can. So every, hang on tight. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Ron, 
These sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The Burn Style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the Fuel Style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello everybody, this is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening. I'm watching Ron just rock out here on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA, and this is Anger Chronicles. And you know, I was talking about that, and I got a text, um, a message from uh, an old friend of mine. It says, use Berkeley na- Nanofill. Okay, lightest, best casting line I've ever used. Okay, so I know you'll be happy to hear that, Steve Carson. Well, yeah, well, I, we, I was kind of working my way up to that, but I was, was going to finish up with... Oh, so let me just say this. this. We're working this event at Irvine Lake. And let me Lake do this. Let me do this. Let me say, good morning, Jeff. <laughs> He's the one that sent me the message. All right. Okay, go so, ahead. So I, I've got a little a little uh, uh, roll of leader material and some small hooks in my pocket, and I'm helping people out um, if they're not doing too well. I come up to a guy, and he's, and it's not just a guy. He's got uh, his wife and at least two kids that might have even been three. None of them have anything. So I say, well, crank your rig in. Let's have a look at it. He cranks it in. I am not making this up, Sergio. He's got a rock about ha- about the size of a golf ball, just with his line looped around it, and just t- and tied on to one of those. Again, I'm not picking on Wally World. One of those Wally World snailed hooks, which has got about about six inches of at least thirty pound test on a two O hook, and a couple of and a couple of salmon eggs impaled. Poor, the poor dead preserved salmon eggs. 
impaled on this giant hook. Hmm. And I say, well, that might not be the perfect thing to use. And he looks at me, and he's mad because it, you know it's late in the it's late in the morning. He's got nothing, <laughs> and he says this was again when Irvine was a private lake. Mm-hmm. Just for what you charge to to get in this place, I should be able to use anything I want, and it should work. Right. So no, that's not true. Really, pretty much anywhere you have to fish. However, they do it. Where you go, you have to fish. All right. So, so, so then my question so makes we were, sense. We were, my, my we question. went all the way around. Uh-huh. Now, to, you can use braid. Braid is great. I would probably suggest four-pound test braid. Two-pound test braid, is, it, it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's virtually invisible. I mean, it, it's hard to even tie a knot in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd use four-pound test braid. Then you can use a nice, light, probably, I'd use, a, you know, maybe a four- or five-foot liter of it can either be light monofilament or it can be fluorocarbon. You know uh, what? I, I, I took my 1500s. I was with Ron, and Ron said, you know, give it a try. And I remember, Ron, I have Spectra, uh, or Spectra, braided line on my on those two reels. I got a lot of line fits in there, and I think I put like six or eight. And there was plenty of line, and then we were just putting leaders, okay, which is really crazy because it's hard to tie the knot without busting but um, yeah so uh, so so bring let me just bring it back around then you need a, a rod that's specifically made for two pound and four pound max something that really really is feather light right so it doesn't yeah, bust look, your line look on the line rating on the mm-hmm. rod as a tiny print put on your reading glasses if you have to and you want something that's rated for, uh, like, one to six-pound test. That would be typical. Mm-hmm. Um, you could maybe get by with something that's rated for, like, uh, two, two to six or two to eight. Okay. But, uh, you know, don't, don't try to use two-pound test on a rod rated for a minimum of four. It's just, it's not, what's going to happen is you're not going to have enough of a cushion mm-hmm. to keep, you know, any sort of a quick movement that the fish might make. Uh, to keep them from breaking your line. And okay, so we again, got so we got the rod has to be a feather type rod. We've got the reel about a one thousand size. Let me ask uh, Earthworm here. What size is the reel that you have on your feather line? Uh, I use a thousand size reel. I okay, mean that's perfect, perfect. And, and that's good for jigging or even I troll with the same setup as I do jigging. Okay, so, so now now these are quick questions. Okay, here's another question mm-hmm. for you guys. We got the rod. We got the reel. Now, let's talk about line. Do I take, because I'm going to go buy one of these uh, Clash, probably, 1,000, because that way I can, you know, go go into saltwater, too. <clears throat> I, can't wait, I can't wait to hear. It, it, I know it'll be a few months, but I can't wait to hear how that goes. Oh, no, it's going to be real quick. I'm on the center console next Tuesday. So that's why I want to go get it this weekend, possibly today with Ron. We can head over to Turner's, pick one up. And then from there, and I can have it loaded up with line right there at Turner's and then go ahead and go out Tuesday, okay, and try to catch some of these sand bass and calico bass uh, on this light line. I want to use two and four. So um, let me ask you a question. Can you buy extra spools uh, for the Clash separately? So with with Iser line, uh, hold, hold, on hold on a second. Hold on a second, Andrew. This question was for Steve. Can you buy oh. an extra? And I'm not. I'm not talking a spool line. I'm talking the spool for the reel. You, you can. You have to order them from uh, one of the companies that carries parts. You can either order them direct from Penn mm-hmm. or a company called Mystic Parts because mm-hmm. they're in Mystic, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mysticparts.com. You can get them 
your 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 local Turners or really any tackle shop is not going to have extra spools right. for little tiny reels. It's it's more it's fairly common for them to have extra spools for big saltwater reels. But for those little tiny trout reels, it's it's pretty rare. Okay, well I'll, I'll get on that because I mean that just brings you back probably to the late 70s, early 80s, um, where we would take the 500, you know, the Pen 500, and we would go, I had at least four or five different uh, spools, spooled with different size lines. So if I needed to, I just took out the side plate, put the new spool in, and all of a sudden I went from, I could use 10, 25, uh, 20, 30, 40, whatever I wanted, okay, they were just marked in their little boxes, and I could change spools. And I know that spinning reels, it's very easy to remove the spool. It'd be nice to have an assortment, have two and four if you needed it, okay? So that's gonna be the other trick there, uh, Ron. Or, worst scenario, buy two of them and put two on one and four on the other okay well there so. you go and, and have two slightly different rods i'm i'm certain that oliver will uh be oliver fine-tune it the way you want it uh, my understanding is like seven new rods coming out here for for freshwater several are uh, spinning and a couple of bass rods that would I, what i enjoy i mean i would love to throw bass yeah. ron i did throw bass Gear one time for trout and got some <laughs> kind of crazy. But anyway, so so okay, feather light on the rod, about a thousand size reel line. Now let's get the line. Uh, I want to. I want to pass the rod without mentioning one other thing. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of people tend to buy, or maybe they even have in their closet or in their garage. They've got their quote unquote trout rod, and it's about four feet long. Um, again, that's that's for uh, you know going around on a on a mountain stream where there's brush and trees and everything all around, and a long rod's going to get all hung up. Uh, when, especially when you're throwing jigs. If you're throwing power bait and just taking a nap, uh, especially as Andrew mentioned, you don't have to cast that far to soak your power bait. Um, you know those short rods are fine, but if you're throwing either either some uh, some tiny baby iron, um, you know a little crocodile or a little castmaster or Especially if you're throwing a mini jig, you know, a little plastic type of thing, mm -hmm. you want a rod, absolute bare minimum of seven feet. Eight feet is better. Uh, I quite often will use nine feet, and although I don't, I don't have one. I know people that use ten foot. Uh, very, they're still very, very light. They're using them with two pound and four pound test line, ten foot rods to to do two things. Number one, get the proper casting distance. Because when you're throwing your jig, if you're only throwing it 20 feet, your retrieve is not going to be very, <laughs> it's not going to last very long, mm -hmm. and you're not going to have that many opportunities for fish. But also, uh, you know, any of the small plastics, quite often when the, when the fish, especially when they're freshly stocked, the trout are suspended at a very specific depth, usually the depth of whatever the tank they were raised in was. So let's just say it's six feet. So the trout are swimming around exactly at six-foot depth, you set your bobber, you set a bobber above that little that little mini jig, and you throw it out there, you work it slowly, that mini jig is basically right directly in their face. They don't have to look up, they don't have to look down, they don't really have to chase it, they're bumping into it. And that can be absolutely the most deadly way to do it. Okay. So don't use, don't use a four or even a five-foot rod. Okay, but, a, well, the nice thing is five. the rods that, that we're getting... Okay, those rods are coming in at eight feet. So we got, I guess, ideal situation there. So we got the rods, 
Got the reels. Help me out here. Okay, now, line. Listen to my question. My question is, do you put a backing of braided line and then a leader? Do you put straight monofilament? Or do you use fluorocarbon for the whole thing? Or a combination mm-hmm. of both? Okay, so let me go to... Ron's shaking his head. So I'm going to let Ron... What What's your preference, Ron? I'm, I'm not going to give you a brand of fluorocarbon, but, you know... Um I, I put fluorocarbon all the way up. The the, the spool is so small that um, I I don't want to have to uh, keep tying. Okay, so so I know, but would you load it with braided line nope, and then a leader? No, I just said all fluorocarbon. All fluorocarbon. That's okay. me. All right, now can that get expensive? No, I mean, yeah, versus not for that time. small small of a f- uh, spool. Um, so what are we? Okay, um, let me yeah, ask. Yeah, I guess it could be. Okay, Steve, what are we talking about? If it's a thousand size reel, two pound test, how many yards? Uh, two pound test, that's probably going to hold, even a little thousand, thousand size reel is going to hold 150 or 200 yards of two pound, at least. Perfect. That Depends means I could, I could fish size. 300 feet in salt water. Yeah, <sighs> but, but, but your salt water fish are going to run probably considerably more than your freshwater fish. Think of rockfish. <laughs> On two pound test, but I okay. I don't recommend it. If, don't do it, folks. If you're gonna fish deeper than a hundred feet uh, in salt water, you may want to consider braid. <laughs> All right. So, um, Ron, you you would go straight fluorocarbon yeah. uh, earthworm. I know you have a different version. Yeah, definitely. I I, I used braid one time, um, and basically what happened was I put it on there. I tied a you know I tied a knot got two pounds as a leader, cast it out once, put my head down, ripped it all off my off my reel, threw it in the trash, went back to my Isers two pounds, and filled it all the way back up. Isers two pound for trout is the only thing you need. I mean, I've tried it all. Fluorocarbon works. It is a little bit more expensive, but fluorocarbon works. Um, it's a little bit more stiff, too. It doesn't have, like, uh, that stretch uh, that you need for jigging and all that. Isers two pound comes in a six thousand yard spool for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and I mean, you yeah. can, if you want, you can change your line every trip if you want for a month, two months straight. Right, and you'll be just fine. your fluorocarbon. Correct is a little stiffer, but that's where your feather rod comes in. Good point. Mm-hmm. Or you could actually load it up with a two pound and then put a, a six foot liter of the fluorocarbon. Well, you could do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you know, like you were saying, a lot of people have a tough time tying two pound tests. You know, even I still haven't had any problems, but I can imagine. Yeah, yeah it, it it it's tough, but it, it's really doable. All right, because I do the bait and wait, as you know. Huh? Ron, tell the truth. You have to use your reading glasses to do it. I don't use glasses yet, and Sergio knows I tied all his knots. Um, okay, yeah, but we're talking 40 pound to 100 pound. That's not true. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. When we were at Irvine he and I tied his stuff. Let it clear. He doesn't use reading glasses, folks. He needs them, but he just doesn't I do use them. not need them. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's just um, when you do bait and weight, yes, you're going to have to have a, uh, you have to tie multiple knots, but... It's doable. And, you know, I just don't want to keep going. You know, braided line is fantastic. Absolutely. I've never done it uh, because i just never done it. I've always filled it the fluorocarbon. I, I do want to say I want to thank everybody because, I mean, um, I, I'm being very honest with everybody. I'm not a big trout fish, so I'm, I'm actually asking questions that – because I'm not – I mean, I go and I catch fish, but um, I really – 
want to catch more, right? And so right. I'm trying to learn the the whole deal. Uh, Danny is is actually uh, texting me from Florida, and he says two pounds. Okay, and it looks like he would go flor- uh, fluorocarbon as well. I'm not mentioning brands because everybody's going to have their favorite yeah, brands, yeah, and absolutely. I don't want to offend anybody. But he's saying two pound floral. Okay, the same thing that you're saying. Uh, uh, Earthworm saying he likes to go uh, straight monofilament. So let me ask Steve Carson, what is your favorite method? Well, my my favorite one is the simplest one, and and Andrew hit on something very important, which is changing often. Um, if the line is expensive, you may be less uh, likely to change it as often as you need to. But if you're catching anything, and you're, or even if you're not catching anything, and you're spending the amount of time casting, retrieving, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to want to change your two-pound probably every other trip or maybe every third trip at minimum, and changing it every trip is a really good idea. Also, go, flipping back on the other side, the, uh, who was it that texted you about, about the nanofill? Mm-hmm. That was my friend Jeff. Jeff, that nanofill is pretty amazing stuff. There is really—it's not exactly braid. Uh, it's unifilament, and um, it's a little bit uh, on the advanced side to deal with. It's so thin; even Ron would have to buy some reading glasses to deal with it. Um, you also have to you, your normal knots don't work. You have to tie a double or even a triple Palomar knot. Absolutely. It's so thin, it, it other normal knots slip, but when you cast, it's kind of like there's no line on your reel. Your lure or your bait or whatever just keeps going out. It's, it's, it's amazing stuff, and it's expensive. So I, I usually opt for the simplest, which is straight two-pound mono, just because I'm a little bit uh, uh, OCD, and I pretty much use fresh two-pound every single time out. And way, way back in the, in the day... There's, I'm sure there's some uh, gray-haired listeners out there, just like me, uh, who fished Redondo for when the Bonita were very um, abundant there. And uh, I fished Bonita at Redondo with two-pound test. Yeah, that'd be fun. And uh, that, that, was like, that was like the ultimate big game experience. Yeah, that's fun. And, well, uh, I got, I, I got, and you had that fresh line. I got, had another, that fresh line. I got another message here from Captain Mike Meredith. And oh. my, yeah, remember Mike? Yeah, he's one of the sure. nicest guys I've ever met. And he's saying three pound. That, that's true. Okay. So uh, Jeff also sent me when he says check three pound. Okay. Listen, the music's coming on. I just want to say uh, uh, a big shout out to Steve, the bug man. He's hooking up with Team Sippy Cup. Judith and Rick, they're going to go catch some of those big blue catfish they're known for. And a shout out to Dave, to Danny. And to our dear friend Orchid, who's uh, listening in from TJ, she says she's learning a lot about trout fishing, okay? All right, folks, hang on tight. We'll be right back. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Radio. AMA 30. 
Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And this is the song I'm going to be singing at uh, Fin and Feather. Tell the, the fish, don't you fear the reaper, because I'm coming, coming hard. And with all the knowledge you guys are, are sharing, it's great. All right, so now let me bring it back around. We have a rod situation, feather light, eight-footer, ideal. We have a reel, the 1,000 size. Line, that goes to preference. We have uh, the earthworm likes uh, straight monofilament. Uh, Ron likes straight fluorocarbon. And Steve, what was yours? I forgot. Oh, well, what, what's my favorite? Uh, my favorite would be Nanofill, but 99% uh, of the time I, I use mo two-pound mono because it's simple and I can make sure it's brand new and fresh every single trip. Okay. All That's right, so different. so now we've got the line. We've got So now I have the setup, okay? Now, let's start talking about different ways of fishing, okay? So, um, Ron... Name me one. I see what you, you and Tony like to do a lot of the bait and wait. I see that a lot. No, I, yes and no. I, I do the bait and wait with the Carolina, but you know me, I will put the bait and wait out there and then I'll throw a jig the whole time. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I just use a, a bullet sinker. You know, it's one that they're pointed like a bullet. Mm -hmm. And then um, swivel. And tie my leader right to that. And, so a uh, typical Carolina rig, right? How what what size hooks do you use? A ten, a ten. And I've seen some people use um, a single hook or a treble hook. Which one is it? A uh, single hook all the time. I treble hooks are bad. I'm sorry. Why are they bad? Hard to work with. Hard to get them out of the fish. Um, you lose a lot of them. Okay. All right. All right. And then which is uh, really nothing. They don't cost that much. And then what do you put on the hook? What oh are the options? Um, 
I usually use a, a, a night crawler with, dipped in bite on with the uh, fury, dipped in the fury after that. So it looks like a woolly Take mammoth. the night clotter, clotter, uh, crawler, then you inflate them, correct? Right, inflate. inflate. Okay, and then after you inflate them, you stick them in the bite on. Okay, and then from the bite on, you go straight to the oh, fury, right. which is like a dust. Okay, and so I've seen that. I've seen that, and it, it is the craziest looking thing. And then you throw it in the water and, and cast it. And what that does is gives you a trail. Uh-huh. And the fish get the scent and they come to it. Right. Okay. All right. Um, do you guys do like a dropper loop or a setup or where, where the where it's on the bottom? Where the weight is on the bottom? Well, that's what you're. That's what your um, Carolina rig do. The weight's on the bottom, and, and then yeah, the but the Carolina, floats, the Carolina, the weight's actually moving in the when you, right. uh, um, yeah. Well, I, okay. I usually don't put a night crawler or anything like that because I'll use power bait if I don't use a night crawler dipped and bite on with the Fury, and um, as long as it floats up, I, I don't, I, I don't really fish the bottom, you know, I'll leave it on the bottom. Uh, okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me go to the earthworm. Earthworm, you like to throw jigs, right? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I definitely like to throw jigs. Um, I mean, that's kind of the way to go. But it just depends on, you know, pretty much the day that you're fishing. Okay. I mean, now like, you're now, keep in mind one thing. Now you're talking to a saltwater guy and you're talking jig. To me, a jig is different than you, right? To me, a jig would be a surface iron, a... Or something of that sort. So You'd say what, a lure normally for freshwater. Well, he's the earthworm. What can you expect? Yeah. That's why he's sixty. Okay, so <laughs> using. I know that you like the uh, hookup baits in one sixteenth. I think you said size. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely the one sixteenth gets you out there a little bit farther. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where the trout and and it gets you to the bottom more. They're kind of hugging the bottom, uh, mm-hmm. but you can't get away with throwing at one thirty two as well. Okay, uh, but I mean, it just depends. I mean, it just depends on the day. All right, all right, and what basically you just cast it out and you just work it in. Like, uh, how do you yeah, work so, it? So I'll I'll cast it out as far as I can get it. Let it sink about maybe six seconds, uh, depending on where I'm getting hit at. And then as far as retrieving it, I like to kind of represent um, like the walk the dog motion. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll kind of bounce it, you know, to the right or to the left, whichever way. So basically, the bait's going left, right, left, right, left, right as I'm retrieving it, and that's pretty much when I get hit. Um, unless the fish are really focused on the bottom water column is what they've been in a few lakes, I'll basically let it hit the bottom, let my kind of slack come out, and then as I'm retrieving it, I'm bouncing the rod straight up and down really, really slow so I'm still feeling that bottom as the front's hitting it, and then that's you know pretty much getting picked up that way. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, always remember, folks, that if you're using a hookup bait, their mantra is don't blink on the sink. And so... Um, and hookup baits were actually designed or came out of the box for trout. They were designed for trout. They just happen to work really good in salt water as well. So, yeah, all that motion you're talking about, yeah, definitely get bit. And I'll tell you that what we will have plenty of um, hookup baits available and on variety of colors for that day. All right, now let me go to Carson. Carson, I like to throw things, okay? It's very difficult for me to put a rod down and just watch it and wait for the bell to ring <laughs> okay i can't do that I, I i we've tried it with ron and i just don't have the patience okay so i need to throw stuff what am i throwing well uh, you've heard some excellent advice i just want to add in um 
when you're throwing any of the various tube baits, and I just put a picture up of, of a typical one of a Berkeley atomic tube, which you could either use the, the, the jig by itself, mm-hmm. or you could add a little short piece of Berkeley power worm or gulp trout worm, um, usually in a contrasting color to show the fish something just a little bit different, or also to give yourself a chance to find, if you've got two colors on there, uh, it's more likely that one of them is going to be the color that the fish like that day. But um, I do like to use the bobber. Uh, okay. So that's why I use a little bit longer rod and at least an 8-foot and sometimes a 9-foot rod. And I'll clip that bobber on there. And it, it may or may not have to have rattles on it. Um, I haven't seen a huge difference in the, in the catch rate between uh, the bobbers that have the little, little BBs inside of them so they rattle. But uh, you know what? If they make you feel better, then use them. And um, that way, you throw it out. You can work it a little bit slower. The way Andrew described it is great when the fish are a little bit chasing, but sometimes the fish are uh, either stunned because of a water temperature change or they're just not that active. If you throw the bobber out there, it's just kind of hanging there in front of their face. And if there's just a little bit of chop on the water, it doesn't take much. So the bobber's kind of going up and down just a few inches. Well, guess what? The jig is doing that same little few-inch motion, uh, you know, down below it. And uh, the fish just kind of have to stare at it. And that's when not only are you using, uh, in, you know, in my case, I use the Gulp, the gulp uh, products, um, any sort of scent while the fish are sitting there staring at it, if there's some tasty scent flowing off of it, um, and also, quite frankly, covering up the, the uh, we're not going to go any further than to say the human odor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, some extra scent is absolutely a big, big help. So, all right. All right. Yeah, well, listen, I got about the way Andrew did, described it, but with the bobber and a little bit slower. And I, I'm with you. I cannot do the bait and wait. I no, just no. can't do it. All right. So uh, we've got about a minute left. So I just want to make sure that uh, uh, you guys get. I think what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the rod. I'm going to have the reel. Well, the line, but at the end of my line, it's going to be an owner marachette, okay? Probably the pink or the I think it's called pink passion. The other one's that red with gold, okay? I'm gonna have a couple. I already picked them up, Thomas Boyance, and with the red and the gold, those those have always been lucky for me. And maybe a castmaster. I like I have some of a little gold one that, that I can throw out. So I will be throwing stuff because I can't sit there and wait. Um, I also brought some uh, jerk baits, a little smaller jerk bait. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, everybody, hang on tight, Ronnie. When we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. I know you wanted to say something, so we'll get in in the next segment. Um, in the next segment, though, we've got the sheriff. The sheriff's going to tell us about a brand new episode this weekend. So everybody, hang on tight. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM eight thirty KLAA, and we'll be right back. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. 
When choosing a wireless provider, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money? Introducing Total by Verizon, a new no-contract, no-credit-check carrier for you and your family with plans starting at just $30 a month on America's most reliable 5G network. Total by Verizon is available at TotalByVerizon.com and at retailers nationwide. Based on first-place rankings and RootMetrics first-half 2022 5G assessments of 125 metros, experiences may vary, not an endorsement. Angels Radio AMA 30 KAA. Orange County, Los Angeles. And Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830KLAA. And what can I say? I mean, this is just a, a staple of what we do. This song can only be one thing. I mean, it, it's the theme song. For our producer, our, our CEO of Filmdom, the Jig Slinger, the, 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 I don't know, he comes in the, wherever I go, he looks at me and he just points up in the air. And I go, where are you pointing? I said, well, I saw, I saw Babe do that. I want to do that too. But he actually hits it out of the park every single time. And I can prove it because our shows show it. So without further ado, the Jig Slinger himself, the Sheriff, carrying two Colt 45s. Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Oh, boy. Well, good morning, Sergio, and good morning, Steve Carson, Ron Hobbs, and again, nice to see you back there, Ron, and Andrew Mack, if he's still listening there. And you know, uh, one of you mentioned, uh, Sergio, you mentioned Mike Meredith a while ago. I uh, I remember working with Mike uh, at Irvine Lake and when, I, when I worked there. One of the nicest guys in the world, great fisherman, freshwater, and Salt water. I'd like to say hello to Mike if he's listening. He's listening. Uh, he, he's listening. He, he thanked uh, he thanked us for the shout out. So yeah, he's listening. Yeah, well that that that's cool. Uh, Steve, you were, you mentioned uh, a back reeling a while ago. You know, and I, I've seen that done. You know, Ronnie Kovac used to do that a lot, and or at least demonstrate it. Uh, I was never a big fan of that, but uh, but Ronnie was. But. Um, Back reeling, that's kind of, maybe that's a lost art, I don't know, but probably a lot of people, if they don't know ex- exactly how to do that, you could, I could see you losing a lot of fish back reeling, but... It's a throwback to when there weren't really any spinning reels with good drags for, for light yeah. line, but, but yeah. yeah, not anymore, not anymore. Well, I remember those days, Steve. We <laughs> 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 used to call them coffee grinders, and a lot of nice fish lost because of spinning reels, but it's a whole different ball game today. That's for sure. Well, um, Sergio, I want to get right in. You, you mentioned, yes, uh, a brand new uh, episode tomorrow. And before I get into that, just one quick thing. I'm going to be out at Angel Stadium today. Um, uh, my grandson is racing in the motocross this afternoon and tonight, so mm-hmm. 
really proud of him, so I'll be out well, there. Well, we the- got here early. I mean, uh, you can see all everybody's set up. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. And uh, Holly, yeah. Holly, who who works here, he mentioned that uh, there was there might be some amateurs. So that's great for you. Right. I know he did it last yeah. year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, not at Angel Stadium, no. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is his first time at Angel Stadium. Oh, so we're we're lo- we're looking forward to it. <coughs> anyway. Let's get to the show tomorrow. Like you say, brand new uh, episode for Anger Chronicles Television tomorrow morning at 8.30, premiering at 8.30 in Valley Sports West. Of course, they all air five times each week. And this one, Sergio, is Tuna Wars 7 with, mm-hmm. with aboard the Ocean Odyssey and the Liberty. The captains, Dave Marciano and Paul Hebert, you and Ben Seacrest, of course. I want you to talk about it, Sergio. Well, this you know, is a great episode. Yeah, you know, it, it was the first year that the Ocean Odyssey, which is our flagship in San, in San Diego, got a chance to participate. Okay, so uh, Marciano had the luck of drawing the Ocean Odyssey. So Ben and I and Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate, he made it as well, and we went out there and uh, we fished for well, almost two days. It, it's it's. It's a little bit longer than a day and a half, but it's more like two days. And the whole point is this. You catch three fish, and your biggest three, whatever weight, wins. So we had Paul Ebert had was on the Liberty with his team, and Dave's team was on the Ocean Odyssey. And it was just top three fish. The funny thing is we picked a weekend when the bluefin didn't want to bite. Now, everybody, we did get three fish. And they got three fish, and uh, I won't tell you who won, but it was a lot of fun. The key here, folks, is that the winners are the kids, okay? That's the whole point. The kids win. We go out, we have some fun, we hoot and holler. Um, The people that go on there are paying premium for these trips because that money goes straight to Friends of Rollo, the Kids at Sea program, where they actually raise funds to take these inner-city kids out fishing. Some of these kids, uh, Danny, have never even seen the ocean. They live 20 miles away. So it's a great way of getting the the new youth uh, involved in in fishing and and, and helping those less fortunate. So it's a fantastic event. Um, I'd say special thank you to Captain Rick Scott and Captain Taro on the Liberty, they they really really do a lot of work for this, and then everybody that uh, that supported the event, you know, Oliver, Ben, uh, thank you to everybody. So it's a great episode. Uh, when does it air? It airs. Uh, it will premiere tomorrow morning at eight thirty, Valley Sports West. Again tomorrow morning at ten a.m. And then check your listings. It'll write. It'll wear, run again Monday, Tuesday, and again next Sunday. So a total of five times. I just wanted to say before uh, I duck out of here, Sergio, I am so happy, so proud uh, to do these charities. You know, Sergio, you and Ron, you you guys do a lot of charity work with Anger Chronicles Television. Some people don't know that. But, uh, you know, and and you help so many, especially when you help the kids, you know, like your shoe giveaway and and, uh, this uh, Tuna Wars. uh, And and the Olive Crest. uh, And the Olive Crest. And, oh, of course, Ollie Crest, of course, right up there front. Um, and, you know, you're, you're right. These kids, a lot of these kids on this uh, Captain Rollo's Kids and Sea program, 
they mention this uh, quite often. They might live 10 or 20 miles from the beach, and they might be already in their teens or maybe a little less, and never have never seen the ocean before. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, a, it's a good thing. You know, it's the future, of course, uh, for our industry, for our, for our profession. I shouldn't say profession. For our, uh, our, our love, uh, sport fishing. You know, we got to get these kids involved, and this is one way to do it. So I'm just proud to be a part of it, and and uh, especially the charitable work, Sergio. Yeah, well, I think that you're there, Danny, and, and Ron and I, we made it a point. I remember when we were sitting with Brent McLaughlin, and we I kept telling Ron, we need a charity, we need a charity, and, and he brought us the Olive Crest, and that was the beginning. You know, from there, we went to the Fishers of Men, and uh, we deal with uh, the kids, uh, the Friends of Rollo. I mean, we did their 100,000-kid um, episode, remember? Went down yes, there. We exactly. Fished, we fished with Frank Lopresti. I think we were on the Dolphin for that one. And Dolphin, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah. We, that was a good. That right. was a, that was a few years ago. So, um, yeah, they, they've really come a long way. We've been doing doing tuna wars since number two or three, so we've got a good five yeah. years in here. So, yeah, anything that helps the kids, you know, and um, just and, and, and you know, and Agar, I wanted to say Tony's mom, you know, what she did for us, bringing us. She goes, hey, I go uh, Christmas time. We buy toys and we take them to Camp Pendleton um, Hospital for all the kids there. I go. So we, we raised money for her as well, and uh, the, uh, the story is good. I forget, forgive me for taking your time, but it, she went to Walmart right after our fundraiser and started buying toys, and she had to call three people that had trucks for backup. Isn't that a cool thing? Because she couldn't oh, yeah, fit everything very, in her car. Very, very cool. Yeah. So very cool. Good. All right. Well, listen. And one, uh, one, yeah. one, one more quick, Sergio, one more quick thing. You know, we're talking about the kids, and that's great. Uh, that's right up there. But don't forget, you, you guys also do a lot of charitable work for these veterans' organizations. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, we, you know, we love our vets. times a year. In fact, I'll yeah. big, okay. big shout-out to Joe H. Charters. You know, he did the, the, the Battle of the Branches was amazing. All right, well, listen. Yeah, right on. I know you've got to go. I know you're meeting up with your daughter. Tell her I said hello. Yeah. Uh, big, huge luck to uh, your grandson. Hey, uh, Danny. Uh, okay, thanks I got, so much. Hey, Danny, I got a couple people want yeah. to know what class he's running and what number is he? Uh, there's There are two. He's number uh, three in, in, in the class. He's actually only nine years old. He's running in the uh, the e-bikes, the okay. e-bikes. That'll be right. That'll be right away, like at 730. And he's not he is number three. His name is Porter Arredondo. Mm-hmm. So I know Porter. Num- number three in your program, number one in your heart. So, I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll look forward to that. Okay, yeah. well, listen, I know okay. that you're excited. You go in the event that you're here early. If you say 730, we cut out at 7. So you know, you know where the studio doors are. Come by and say hello, okay, if you yeah, can. Yeah, right, right, right. It'll be closer to noon that we'll be there. But, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you guys have a great day, and well, everybody I, have a great week. You said 7.30. It didn't have to be p.m. I was thinking a.m. Anyway, listen, have a good one, Danny Jackson, uh, producer, uh, dear friend, family, CEO of Filmdom. I mean, I can never say enough about the sheriff. Oh, and by the way, Captain Meredith, Mike, heard you, and he's sending you his greetings back to you, okay? Okay, very good. Hello, Mike Meredith. All right. Okay, guys. Have a good one, Danny. 
All right, you guys too. Bye-bye. All right, you know, uh, you go ahead. Um, yeah, I just before I forget. Uh, good morning, Mike Blue. Everybody at Tempe Stadium is listening to us. And good morning, guys. Um, I'll be out there real soon, and I can't wait to meet you guys in person. Uh, and uh, thank you for everything. I'll send you uh, a lot of uh, photographs of me, and you can pull well, them all over. We're going to take them some T-shirts. What you need to do is we need to do a life, a, a life-size, you know, cutout, and you of can just you? take so it I with travel you. Around yeah, with and, it. I, and I can you can sit. I can put them in a carpool lane. Yeah, exactly. Can, oh, that'd be exactly. super. Exactly. There you go. I think I blow up dolls <laughs> yeah. really nice. Anyway, anyway. Good morning, Mike Blue, and everybody <laughs> at Tempe. All right. Um, this has been a very good conversation. I have an idea now what I'm going to be doing. Okay, so uh, I'm excited. I do want to mention something about our favorite lake. We, we never went there, Earthworm, did we? No, nope, not yet. No, we okay, didn't. so let, let me let me go there real quick because um, <clears throat> we got a I got a message here directly from Jonathan, the director of uh, community services, and a couple of things here really important. Launch point. Okay. The water levels are up at almost 1240. That is insane. That, that's the, the ultimate, 1240. They're almost there. Last time I checked, prior to the last storm, it was at, 30, at 1236, so it should be really close. Uh, also, the algae toxicity is trending really uh, on the lower side. It's a great thing, and they should have the lake open very, very soon. Okay, there's no ATA yet, but they're going to have it open pretty soon. And then the city's also talking to the stocking company because they're going to be stocking up because, folks, the annual... Dream Extreme Derby. If I'm not mistaken, it's number 13th. Okay? I love the number 13. I was born on the 13th. Not a Friday, but I was born on the 13th. The Dream Extreme Fishing Derby. Everybody, please, save the date. The date is going to be May. 19th is a Friday. You need to get there. Uh, but the fishing will occur on the 20th, Saturday, and Sunday, the 21st. It will be um, filmed for an episode. Mom, we should probably have the show live from the Bobber like we always do in the morning. And then we go out there and we, we cover everything. Hey, Earthworm, you going to be there? Of course. Okay, so you because you, you you're uh, Ron's assistant. You and Tony are Ron's assistant. So Ron, make him make sure that when he when you put him in that grassy area, that he doesn't make too big of a hole. Okay, when he goes under. It's underground. seven feet, buddy. After what he said last week, no. Oh, he. Oh, you. He's I had gonna. To, he's gonna be. He's gonna have to work his way out of the hole. I, I I really I was so hurt. All you got to do you is remember water when I was driving home. I was so hurt. I actually cra- almost crashed. I was had oh, tears man. in my eyes. No, he needed glasses. That's really what he needed glasses. That's what we scratched. <laughs> but, but it's all it's all good. I want to do a big shout out to all our friends. And you know what, family over at Lake Elsinore. And uh, yes, it is. And you know, good. guys, it's, yeah, get out there and support this tournament. It is so fun. I. It's guys, it is, the, and I don't get to fish it, and I die, and I would love to fish that tournament. That would, it is just fun. I know sometimes it's tough, but that shows the good fishermen from the people that they don't go out there and work. They always bring it. fish. You know, That's they, right. They, always. The key's going to be the wiper. Yes. Oh, and you okay. know what? If they should be legal. Yeah, and yes. actually, there's no such thing as legal anymore. So <laughs> yeah. they change the size. Right. You're right. <laughs> But so so there, you'll have a lot of wipers. You're going to be um, that's right weighing in. Hopefully we get a good crappie bite. There wasn't a lot of crappie, um, but 
we get some crappie in there, and then we'll have the full thing, carp and bass. And I think with all the new water, uh, mm-hmm. that'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's still a lot of water coming, even though it's not raining. A lot of water's coming over from, uh, from the lake. All right, folks, hang on tight. I'm going to doobie brothers you out of here, okay? This is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicle. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio AM 830 Welcome back everybody You're listening to Angler Chronicles On Angels Radio AM 830 KLA You're liking this music aren't you I put this one together for you, Ron. I knew that you'd be right in it. Who's this? Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. He was a—he uh, was a band member of a very, very famous band. That would be the Eagles. The Eagles. But actually, he was the Joe Walsh band by himself for quite some time. Yeah, and but then, I think then he the joined the Eagles. Eagles. Don't forget the James Gang. That's right. And you know what? I have their very first album, and that is a doggone good album. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, you know, once in a while, we have these appearances. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh. And so when we have these appearances on the show, VIP. he's our VIP. Let's kick it. Okay. Let's kick it. So without further ado, the man himself, Steve Fells from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Okay. He's going to collaborate with us. He's the VIP. He's the man. Good morning, Steve. Is that any pressure? Is that any pressure? No, no. Okay. That song, that song. Every time you play it, it just makes me laugh, man. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Um, well, let's start out. Uh, while the Eldorado and the Victory both are down for maintenance, as as you guys know, the guys are working hard to get ready for March. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a couple options for you. 
we do have the Ara on fishing sand dab Wednesday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And guys, they've been flying over the rail fast and furious by the thousands. The sand dab fishing has been excellent. Um, so if you guys would like to come out, just go ahead and uh, jump on the website, longbeachsportfishing.com, click book online, and book yourself a ticket. And I'd like to mention um, also, guys, leave your catfish rods at home. You guys are, a lot of these guys are bringing down these, you know, really light rods. You're going to need, you're going to need a rod that can handle one to two pounds of sinker, you know, a heavy duty reel and a sand dab rig. It's all, it's actually pretty, pretty simple, pretty basic, but a lot of guys don't know. So just make sure you have the proper gear. We do have the sinkers and the sand dab rigs at the landing. And um, remember, there's no limit on sand dab, guys. All you got to do is bring your five-gallon bucket and come load up. Well, you know what? You, you, you say that, but, you know, you realize that I'm going to show up. I mean, I've been talking all show about using two- and four-pound test. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll be the guy that tangles up the 400 hooks that are in the water. How many How many hooks can you use on a sand dab rig? Uh, no well, limit. sand dab it's a, yeah, there's no limit, That's but we most guys fish 10, 15. Um, but like I said, if you got 35 guys on there and there's 300 hooks, if someone's fishing with an 8-ounce sinker or lighter, it yeah. tends to tangle everyone. So, so. So, so the thing is this. Uh, I do believe, <laughs> and I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure there's no limit and stuff like that. So you know what, guys? Go buy a whole bunch of sabiki rigs back to back to back to back to back. That's what we did. Remember that? Yeah, you don't even <laughs> have to put anything on it i mean you, you can put a little bit of script there's no need and you just put you know each sabiki rig is what about six, hooks. six well six to ten hooks right. yeah you put five of those things it's hilarious it okay because your rod gets really heavy with <laughs> a bunch was, of i know and remember sand dabs are number one very expensive at restaurants and they're good oh, yeah. and they're very very good and it doesn't require a lot of cleaning a lot no they're a couple of cuts and you're ready to just put them on the on the fryer, if, if frying pan if you want, and with the skin, the whole bit. It's it's really really it good. good. Okay, so yeah, it, it's um it's it's a great freezer filler, so I highly recommend it. All right, Steve, we got the sand dab situation. What else you got running? Well, we got Captain Jeff on the Pacific Raider running halibut trips Thursday through Monday, mm -hmm. uh, eight a.m. to three p.m. and um, you know, he's been doing pretty good. You know, it's halibut fishing. You know, you get a couple legals, a few legals on the boat. That's actually considered, you know, good fishing. So he's been getting, you know, he's been picking away at the legals. Um, lots of shorts, lots of action. Um, he's also been getting, you know, on those drifts, catching some sand, sand bass, et cetera, miscellaneous other stuff. So it's a good time. If you guys like to halibut fish um, with Captain Jeff, it is a six-pack boat. Um, it leaves at 8 a.m., returns at 3 p.m. You bring your own food and drinks for that, guys. Um, and I'd recommend uh, generally when they, uh, when they do these trips, they like the guys to fish at least eight ounces in the drift, you know, eight-ounce sinker with a, with a halibut trap rig. And we also have those at the landing if you don't have them or if you want to tie your own, you can tie your own. But the Pacific Raider does leave Thursdays through Mondays, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., guys. And what is the cost of that? The cost is one eighty per person. All right, you know, okay. And I'll tell you, if you want halibut, that's a great trip. All right, now we also mentioned that the El Dorado and the Victory are during their yearly maintenance. Ron, we've got some trips. You know, how many trips are we going to do on the uh, Victory this year? We are. We have up the game. We're going to have four. Four, nice. Four I can guarantee everybody two of <clears throat> them are going to be a limited load Thank situation. You, Steve. Okay. And um, yes, and um, then we have five. And when I say limited load, I mean twenty. 
Okay, that's going to be the number. Yes. Okay. Nice. Um, okay. And then we have, unless, unless things change, it, that should be the key. Right. And then we have uh, five trips on the El Dorado. Five trips on the El Dorado. Well, one of them is being a two and a half day. Well, one of them, yeah, one of them is a two and a half day, but we're also changing uh, one of the dates. So, uh, well, but you got five. So we have the five. dates. The dates will, we'll get that exactly correct by the time we get to the PCS show, mm-hmm. which is the first week of March. So just hang on tight. But we have five trips. Uh, I do know we have a two and a half day. That two and a half day will be limited load to by 2021. And it will be filmed for an episode for Angler Chronicles on uh, Bally Sports West. So if you want uh, your 15 minutes of fame uh, here local out of uh, Long Beach, that, that's a good one. And the other ones, we have some day and a half. We're going to have an overnight. Okay, so we've got some, a lot of fun going on. And, and before everybody calls me, <coughs> the schedule will be out the week before the PCS show. Yeah, it's I will a- make an announcement on the radio. Okay, so everybody hang on tight. Don't call Ron until he's ready. Okay, because... Um, well, dates change, and unfortunately, you know, it, it happens, and there's a reason. So, and, and I don't want to start booking everybody, and then we change the date, because then that's a mess. You talk about changing the date. Do we change your name? I just thought of something you that came in my, my head when you, you just said that. I could change your name to Shakira. Why? Because her hips don't lie. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, did you get... Go. Did Steven and, and Earthworm got it. Phelps, you got that, didn't you? Because your hips <laughs> don't lie. Just remember, Steve, I'm going to see you at Taco Tuesday. Oh, so, hey. That's going to be your new theme song. No, there's not a, not hey, a, Hey, you got a Mexican <laughs> hip now. I'm too hip for myself. Yeah, you're, you're like taco sauce now. Okay, because you got I'm sorry, Ron. That, I know. I you know, when they had them there, they were working. They ran out of lube. They used some taco sauce. Nice. Some hot sauce. I think they used, uh, I don't know, that habanero thing. Because, I mean, you cranky still. I'm the bionic old man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome back, Ron, by the way. Welcome back. Forgot yeah. to mention that. Sorry. That's okay. I, I saw, got, you. I I saw cramp, you the other day. I got to cramp three months in, in, in a couple of days. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so just remember, Taco Tuesday's coming up, and I uh, urge everybody to be there because well, they it's are next Tuesday. That's right, next Tuesday. And we are going to have some jokes that you won't believe. Oh, no, truly. When he says them, <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard them, when he says them, you don't believe that actually came out of his mouth. Okay? I'm, I'm still waiting. And I tell him, the laugh will come. I, I don't know when, but the laugh will come. I'm yeah. still waiting on last year's jokes. But anyway, look, it's all good. We have a lot of fun. I'm glad you mentioned it. Taco Tuesday. Steve, you come out all the time. Okay, yeah, so sorry. we'll be there with my family on Tuesday. My family wants to go this time, so uh, we'll I, be there on Tuesday. We, you have a, a, a lovely family. We'd love to see them there. So Taco Tuesday at Michael's Ports Pub and Grill, located at? 15192 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. It's just uh, head a little south off the 405 freeway. Uh-huh. And I mean little. I mean maybe a block. Yeah, a block. <laughs> okay, and you're there. So come and join us. We'll raise some money it's for the first Fishers one, guys. Men. It's for the Fishers of Men. And you know what, guys? It's the first one of this year. Let's make it really good. Let's just some having fun. That's right. All right. Steve, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Okay? And um, we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Everyone have a good day. All right. That's Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing, home of the Victory, the El Dorado, the Aran, and the... I forgot Jeff's boat. Oh, help me out here. Run. Jeff's boat, the Raider. Pacific Raider. I should know that. I'm a Raider fan. Pacific Raider. Yeah. All right. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLA. We'll be right back. Oh,
Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Angels Radio, AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. And that's what I have for all you guys out there. A whole lot of love, okay? Um, God, it was one of the greatest bands of all time, Led Zeppelin. They just they just turned 55. Yep. Okay, I posted that. And um, just love, love for everyone. All right, folks, um, let's get this uh, continued here. I think we, we talked freshwater a lot. Okay, Um, we're really coming in and we mentioned the first week of March, Okay, is none other than the PCS show. But, Ron, there's a lot more going on. Um, We have the Bart Hall show and the Bart Hall show is coming up. I'm trying to look it up here real quick. February 16th, isn't it? Uh, February 20th. February 16th through the 19th at Del Mar. Okay. And uh, then that's the one in Del Mar. And then they have the other one in the. Go ahead, just say it out. And then it's uh, 29, um, March. March 22nd, uh, 29th through the uh, uh, April uh, 2nd. Okay, and that will be at uh, uh, Long Beach. Long Beach Sport. Okay. In between that, we have the PCS show. We will be at the PCS show, okay, here in Orange County, Orange County Fairgrounds. Okay. And uh, just a heads up, I'll be doing some seminars at the Bart Hall Show in Long Beach. I think uh, I'm going to join up with Orchid, and we're going to talk about Bay of LA. Ben's going to try to join me on that one as well. And if you're interested in hearing anything about Bay of LA, Ben and I and Ron will be there with us. Uh, we're going to do a big uh, presentation this Wednesday at Mama Cosa's, okay, uh, for the SoCal Anglers I want to wait. Hold on. I want to get this absolutely perfect, okay? Because if I, it, it's just not not good if I don't. Okay, hold on a second. I have it right. Where to go? Okay, here. 
Oh my goodness. Time okay. So it's a SoCal SoCal Sport Fishing Club. Okay. We are the speakers February first, six PM. Okay, at Mama Cosa. It's an Italian restaurant in Anaheim off of Ball Road. But Mama Cosa, C-O-Z-Z-A-S. Um, go ahead and just uh, Google that. You'll find it, okay? And uh, love to have you there. Uh, big shout-out to Ron Owens, the president, for inviting us. Okay, we, we and Steve, I think is his VP. He moved. Steve moved. Okay, I think he, he moved out of the state, but um, I think. Steve. From SoCal. Oh, yes. He, okay. I, I think he lives in Arizona. Yeah, now. so all our friends there, uh, we get to see Tony G every time we go there. Tony okay. G. I, I, right. It's funny. Tony G, hey, that was awesome last, uh, what, week and a half ago. We were watching, I sitting there and watching a football game, and Tony G walks in, and he's sitting over at his table. It and didn't help. It was, Patriot, no, it did not help. Your Patriots are watching it right next to mine. Not my Patriots. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're sitting at well, home you, with me. You had Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a patriot. But we were rooting for uh, Frisco, <laughs> and Frisco did it. Yep. Okay. Well, don't tell Jonathan that. I know. Well, Jonathan, or, I or, told you I told you that they were going to lose to Frisco, and I'm so sorry because you know what? Even Oliver, you guys root hard for your team. and, and <sighs> Okay, sad. all I know, and I'm going to leave it there here on the football, after that game, you could see – the quarterback walking, he grabbed his helmet, slammed it on the ground, and got intercepted. <laughs> he, what, he missed the ground? <laughs> yeah, he threw the I'm sorry, Jonathan. Uh, sorry. No, don't hold that against Jonathan me. Jonathan and Oliver were sorry. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's uh, let's come back around. And the note, what I wanted to say oh. is um, I wanted to bring it back to Steve Carson. Okay, because Steve Carson was at a show here recently, and I think it was the kickoff show. I was in California, okay? We did have the boat show for, for Bar Hall, but you went more to a fishing-type environment. So, uh, Steve Carson, tell us about the Sacramento show. Yeah, I was just up at the uh, the ISC show, the International Sportsman's Exposition show in Sacramento at the Calexpo Fairgrounds, and it was so busy. Um, now, granted, in 2021 there was no show, and last year, because it's on uh, California state government property, uh, they had a, a, a vax card regulation and a mask regulation, so not too many people went. So this year, everybody was basically turned loose. And also because they've, uh, they've discovered, uh, it's been there for a while, but they've discovered a pretty good bluefin tuna fishery up out of the San Francisco Bay area and as far north as the Oregon border. And so people are tuna fishing crazy. Uh, uh, obviously, the good fishing in San Diego the last few years has, has made people drive down the 5 Freeway. I like to say they built the 5 Freeway so everybody in, in California could easily go fishing in San Diego, and that's what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, of course, working in the pen booth, and uh, I was just absolutely jamming busy as busy as, you know, any three previous year shows put together. Um, You know, I literally never ate lunch any of the days of the show. It was just so busy. Well, that's cool. I'm glad it's coming back because, you know, I remember back in the old days, and I think now times have changed. The calendar has somewhat changed because of, you know, storms and conditions and all these El Ninos and stuff. Uh, But I knew that, after I went to the Fred Hall show, 
in Long Beach, the season would start. Okay? And yeah, you get on a boat and you pick on this, pick on that, but all of a sudden, it would go off. And one of the first things that would go off would see some of the bass and Barracuda, and then Benita would move in, and the Yellowtail would move in. It was just, it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that are changing. So it's good to see that the Sacramento show has been a big hit, and hopefully that'll spill into the um, the show down in Del Mar. I think, Ron, you and I are going to go there one day. I don't know which day. Go down there, help out Orchid with her presentation on the Bay of LA, and then um, we'll come up. We will be at, like I said, PCS first week. Steve, you'll be at PCS too, won't you? Yes, sir. Okay, we'll so be there. Yeah, you'll be there. So the worm will be with us as well. So will Tony and Ben will be there as well. And I'm hoping that we can get uh, Danny. Okay, to the every time we do the group photo, there's always one missing. Last year it was uh, Danny. He came on the wrong day. So Forever. yeah, so we've got to pick a, a time and a place right there. We'll take a nice photo of the whole group together. Okay, um, so that'll be uh, at the PCS, and then after that, we close out the month of uh, March with the Bart Hall show in Long Beach. Okay, now I notice I'm saying Bart Hall. Fred used to be called Fred Hall, but Fred was Bart's dad. And it's about time that Bart took the name, right? So it's called Bart Hall, or if you just want to call it the Hall Shows. Looking forward to it. Great specials. A lot of fun. Come and see us. We just we don't sell you nothing except just a handshake and want to hear your stories and what you think of the show. Uh, if it's negative, you go to see Ron. If it's all positive, you come see me. How do you like that, Ron? I can handle it. Hey, Steve, I have one question real quick. Uh, what was the spinning reels, the 1,000 that you recommended? I have somebody the to ask. Clash and the no, pursuit. That, there was... the, the Clash, if you get, if you get a crossover into saltwater, no, like freshwater. Sergio, Sergio claims he's going to do, um, you don't need to spend that much money uh, for trout. The um, uh, the Fierce series right. okay. is just yeah, certainly right. as good as you need it to be for trout. Or, or even very light bass fishing. But as soon as you cross over into salt water, it's a whole new ball game. Right. Thank you. And I like to play new ball games. You know why? Because Argentina's world champion for the next four years. Oh, Got to get it in there. All right. So, um, so Steve. Uh, are, are we going to have four years of that? Yes, Ron? we are. Absolutely. And you know what? I get more than enough of that. But you know what? I, I will admit that game was awesome. I, I, I stood up during the whole game. I, I couldn't believe it. And with my hip, I paid for it later, but I was standing up. 15 minutes before the game ended, when Argentina was winning 2 nothing, and things started to change, I was in the fetal position until the end of the game when we won. I was, I was almost crying. I, I go, oh, no, oh, no, don't lose it, don't lose it. We if all it. soccer games were that good, I would have no problem with soccer. I'd miss my nap, though. You had, you had the two best players in the world, arguably, being Messi, definitely, and Mbappe on the other side. And, and the quality of the players you saw, the Maria on our side, the one that got the second goal, uh, the quality is there. So um, when you see those players at that level, uh, it's like poetry in motion. All right, uh, back to that. It's a uh, great opener season then in Sacramento, correct? Carson? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, uh, I didn't even get to go over to the hunting hall. Ordinarily at that Sacramento show, of course, hunting is a, is a big part of, uh, of what's popular up there. And I heard it was busy, but I, but once again, literally, it was like, park the car, go to the booth. Uh, you know, if I was lucky, I could, you know, down a, down a Gatorade and uh, uh, a quick trip to the bathroom 
and then back. It was just absolutely nonstop. And I would say, again, you're way up in Sacramento, so it's a bit of a drive to San Diego. I would say two-thirds of the tuna fishermen fish in both Northern California and San Diego. And uh, there's about a third of the people that, for whatever reason, they're not going to make that long drive down the freeway, but Mm -hmm. they found the bluefin tuna, and they found a way to catch them. The bluefin tuna have actually been up there for a long time, and uh, there's just been no good, reliable way to catch them. But now with the... uh, the, uh, the, the way back trolling with Mad Max with heavy tackle, 10 internationals and 100 or 130 pound line. Uh, they're, they're making some surprising catches. One captain up out there, in fact, our good friend, Captain James Smith, right. of you California got the, uh, Dawn, mm-hmm. is going to try one or two experimental trips, uh, nighttime jigging, just like San Diego, to see if he can make that happen up there. So, the one thing they don't have is the, is the live sardines, so. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a handicap, but they're trying to make it happen. Knife jigs. <laughs> Knife yeah. jigs. Okay. And, um, you know, no, I, I'm glad you mentioned, mentioned James because uh, great halibut fishing up there, great lingcod and rockfish. So they, and that's just, you know, from Sacramento, that's only what, uh, half an hour away? Well, it's a little bit more to San Francisco. A little bit more, but but it's doable. It's doable. Yeah. Okay. And uh, anyway, yeah. So I'm really excited um, for this saltwater season. I really do believe this year is going to be a little different than it's been in the past, um, which is a good thing. Okay. I do want to. In fact, let's mention it. Uh, you put up an, um, a post, Steve, on Friends of Angler Chronicles with regard to the shoals at Marina Del Rey. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah. Um, I didn't get to see it firsthand, um, but there's some pretty. And anytime there's a lot of repetitive storms, not to mention giant amounts of runoff from good old La Bayona Creek, you're going to have natural shoaling that is sandbars to put it in, in a more blunt uh, uh, way um, at the north entrance of Marina Del Rey to where if you tr- if you have anything but a, but a Florida Flats boat you try to go over it, it's going to be high and dry mm-hmm. um, some wise person once said don't drive your boat where the birds are walking yes, that's a good idea I can just see myself coming at 45 miles an hour on the AC sled and just stopping no Okay, so yeah, so yeah, because so I, the, the reason I point that out is there's a lot of changes, and we've had a lot of water. Um, you know, you you've reported a lot, Steve, on our Friends of Angler Chronicles, the effect on reservoirs and lakes, um, but then in the ocean too. You know, uh, we've had, I mean, super high tides, super low tides, and so and there's going to be a rebound effect, also, kind of kind of a. A three-year rebound when you have lakes that have been down for a long, long time, like obviously we've had, mm-hmm. and then they suddenly go back up. There's been a lot of growth, a lot of brush, and maybe even some small trees in some areas. And so if suddenly the lakes fill back up after being dry for several years. You have huge amounts of structure and cover. So when the bass go up, and other fish, but in particular bass, uh, go up and have their spawn this spring, you're going to have a much better survival rate of the baby bass and they're going to grow up and in about three years there's going to be some excellent excellent even if the lakes go back down hopefully they won't uh but there's going to be some excellent bass fishing at just about all the bass lakes throughout the state so that's kind of going to be kind of a uh, a delayed reaction benefit to all this rain and um even though it looks like 
you know, the major amounts of rain, the atmospheric rivers uh, may be over for the season. You still have a huge snowpack up in the mountains everywhere. And whenever spring comes, whenever that is, whether it's March 1st or, or May 1st, at some point all that snow is going to melt and you're going to have even more water flowing into the reservoirs, which is unfortunately why right now they're letting water out of the reservoirs because they don't want to be overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in Oroville. Okay, well, listen, I can hear the music in the background, so we'll take our last break right here. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. I see we have a caller named Craig. You had Just hang on tight, and we'll come to you in the next segment. All right, folks, we'll be right back. It's getting dark, too dark to see Feel like a mountain no river and Radio AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. This is Pat McDonald, and it's time for the Bart Hall Family Fishing Shows, the ultimate celebration of boating, fishing, international travel, and tackle booths, plus dozens of daily seminars by experts. It's a full day of family fun with the fabulous flying dogs, the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Shows, and more. Kids get in free, kids fish free. Don't miss it. February 16th through the 19th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Feel the passion, share the passion. Presented by Progressive. Get details at hallshows.com. Angels Radio, AM 830. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Don't rush me, Ryan. You like that? Don't yep. rush me. One of the best drummers in the world. Everybody hang on tight. Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. Let me go to our caller. Uh, his name is Craig. That's all I know. So good morning, Craig. Good morning. It's Greg. Oh, it's Greg. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shotgun Greg. Are you coming to Taco Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, I will be involved in a class that night. I, I'm back teaching a bunch of classes for uh, yeah. uh, family and stuff. Okay. Hey, you know, the ammo's back, the guns are back, Greg's back. Okay, well, listen, <laughs> you know, Greg, uh, you know, Greg is, uh, has the on-target indoor shooting range, okay? So I highly recommend you guys go out there. You know, since you're here, 
Um, God, I, I wanted to just slightly touch on a subject. It's very political, but I, I, you have to touch on it because it's brutal. And the message from us, okay? Everybody has seen what happened to uh, Ty, Tyree Nichols, okay? Now, I saw that, that, that video last night, and it's absolutely horrendous. But I will tell you this, and I'm, the reason I'm using you, Greg, because you got a lot of these guys that go to your range. My neighbor is a SWAT team member. I've got a sergeant and a detective on my block. Uh, they're friends. I talked to them about, actually, I talked to two of them uh, about this. And they are appalled of the behavior of these five officers. Okay, it's wrong. But just because of those five, let's make sure we don't taint the rest of the police officers and even first responders as a whole. Okay, I mean, we love our firemen, we love our, our, our police, we, we love them all, so don't hate, don't hate. And uh, always remember what they do. They put in a badge every morning, they don't know if they're coming back home. Okay, now, are there some bad ones out there? Absolutely. So when you hear these, when you see these cops, like my, my neighbor was fit to be tight. He goes, look at the bad name they gave us, and we're not all like that. So my, my, my thought is this, please be kind to one another, Respect one another. Respect them. They will respect you. And if, again, I'm not saying it was justified, but listen, if the cop turns the lights on you in your car, stop the car, okay? Uh, you can always fight it in court, okay? But stop the car. Yep. Yes, sir. No, sir. That helps, okay? It's just to show a little bit of respect with is absolutely gone from this country and it's really sad because you get a guy like me who comes from a third world country even though we're world cup champions but um we come from a third <laughs> yeah i gotta slip that in for four years we come from a third i come from a third world country i know what poverty is i've seen it i know what corruption is so we come to this country because of the promise and so when the country internally it just it goes to crap okay it breaks our heart it breaks i mean you know my dad and i talk to each other and my mom and we go what happened this is not the, the America we showed up in the 60, in 68, 70. I mean, it was Vietnam, and it was still crazy, but it was nothing like this. So my, my, my message to all yeah. our fishermen, we all think pretty much alike. Look, unite, be kind to one another, show a little bit of kindness, and show a lot of respect, okay? So that's what I say, and, and my condolences to the family and all his loved ones, because that, that was not right. And it was wrong, and that's it. Hey, I missed you yesterday or the <laughs> other day. Yeah, I know. I, I stopped I, in to see you. I'm, so what, I'm just what, too busy. What night? And, what night do you teach your classes? Because I need to get out there. Well, we've got which which kind of class? Because if you want, well, I got a well, CCW. We do a CCW class where we teach respect for law enforcement first and foremost right. mm -hmm. and it's amazing what happens if you just follow the basic rules yeah um and that way everybody is safe but i if you give me a call and i'm sitting at my desk i can look at the calendar and i can tell which classes i'm at because okay. i i pretty much get voluntold hey you're on for a class you know tuesday night or wednesday or you know thursday or whatever i'm i taught a class wednesday morning i taught a class thursday of this week so Okay. Yeah, it's, it, we're busy. We're back. Well, and, and Greg, and I, we're real tickled. I, I Families wanna, are out. I love the families. 
Mm-hmm. So, well, I want to yeah. thank you because, uh, you know, through Ron, let me know that you're going to be offering um, passes to the range, okay? And we'll, yep. get, we'll get some going. So, and all the raffles, Ron, make sure we get some of those out on the boats. Uh, you guys would really enjoy it. I, I love it. It's a very, everybody you talk to at the range has some type of, uh, military background, I love that, and they know their stuff, and they teach you well, and very female friendly. Okay, in fact, you got some female instructors, so um, it's just it's really it's really good, really good. So well, looking forward to it. Okay, and um, Greg, yeah, yeah, we're also you know we're sponsoring a boat for Battle of the Branches, uh-huh. um, I, and so today there's a big auction down in in Carlsbad to raise money to pay. For that and to pay for the activities. Quick correction, Sergio. Uh-huh. Not Carl's bad, it's in Santee. Oh, Santee, okay. Santee, and I will be okay. there. Oh, you will be there. I think Battle of the Branches, we will be there. I don't know how I'm going to cover 15 boats, but we're going to get on one boat and, and then make it happen from there. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, you know, I've asked, I, I've asked to have the Marine boat because that way it's a boat full of killers. You know, and and they're professional killers, and I expect them to do real well and, and win. Batter, they're going to blow everybody else out of the water. I don't know which. Yeah, you just, not, you'll have to be careful. Not us guys. green berets, bro. <laughs> not us green berets. Mm-mm. I'll I'll take the coast guard, and I'm going to wear a green beret. Okay, now Ron's okay. going. Well, I. I Okay, but Ron's going to be wearing a raspberry beret. Because uh, I'm going to be at the Coast Guard because I'll be on the Ocean Odyssey. So we're good. Raspberry beret. Ah. Yeah, no, mine's going to be green. (laughs) I'm green beret. I'm Army, so I I can't say anything. I I, I was in the Army, so it's all good. (laughs) Greg Boslock, thank you, my friend, on Target Shooting Range. Thank you for calling in, and thank you for supporting the Battle of the Branches. And and thank you for everything you do for our military, everything you do for our first responders. Um, you know, we didn't mention that. We do a lot with the kids and, and, and the poor, but we also support our first responders and our military. Um, it, it's the way we should be. I, I, Sergio, I'm happy to do it. And, you know, God bless. You guys stay well. And, Ron, I'm glad to hear you're back and hopping along there. Oh, yeah. So, stay yeah. well. Hop along, Hobbs. And, and, I, and the last thing I'll say, and you'll understand this, you know, a lot of people talk about this. I'm just going to say this as a foreigner who came here and is now an American citizen. The Constitution does not. Yeah, the Constitution does not have to be rewritten. It needs to be reread. Okay, that's the way I'm going to leave it. Yep. All right, Greg. Thank you so much, my brother. You too. All right. Bye bye. All right. Listen, we got a, a few minutes. I want to take advantage of this. Okay. And, and okay, we have a very a bunch of birthdays, but a special one in there. Okay, so the birthday goes out to Steve and Jesse and Breck and Craig, uh, Robert, Adrian, Dave, Jaylene. But there's a special birthday, and that's Robert Schneider from Phoenix Bakes. So, Robert, I think you're listening. Happy birthday, and thank you for coming out. came out a lot with us fishing this year and really enjoyed having them there. Okay. And hopefully he'll do the same in 2023. Okay, but happy birthday, Schneider. Happy 80, 82nd, bro. Yeah, he's looking pretty good, though, for that age. 80, uh, 82, yeah. And happy happy birthday to Brenda from Michael's. Uh, heard oh, just yeah. the other day. And mm-hmm. Nicole. And Nicole, there you go. So um, how much time do I have, Leilani? Leilani will tell us how much time we got here. Um, I don't know yet. But anyway, um, 
just a quick thing. Uh, Steve and I also mentioned about rockfish. We still don't know anything, do we, uh, Earthworm? Earthworm fell asleep. He fell asleep. He fell Earthworm. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm still awake. I'm still here. Okay, so uh, we don't. We won't know anything on the rockfish regulations yet, right? Um, still nothing set in stone uh, besides what they proposed. Uh, it hasn't been officially released yet. Uh -huh. uh, but in March, uh, sheephead does open in March. So everything else is open in April, but sheephead uh, on boats is open in March with uh, two. Okay. Two per day. All right. All right, and we'll get, we'll get that uh, a little more info as we get closer to all the rules changes. And, Steve, um, you know, predictions, a little bit of predictions. Uh, you think we'll have a volume of uh, tuna as we had in the past year? Uh, I definitely think we will. Um, um, you know, they, they, they really ne they don't go very far anymore. They don't migrate back to the Sea of Japan anymore like they used to in years past. Uh, for the last, since 2016, you know, they may slide 100 or, or maybe 150 miles down south uh, as the water temperature changes, or they slide out off the continental shelf on the outside there. But as soon as uh, the bay conditions and the, and, the, and the water temperatures are right, and the boats can kind of get out there um, and figure out where they've moved to, I think they're going to start, start right up. I think uh, we'll be maybe catching them in March and uh, almost certainly catching them in April, and then hopefully all the way through into November and maybe even December. Okay. And, and, I, and I mean, bluefin, and before you even ask, if you want to catch albacore, it's going to be San Francisco Bay Area and north. There'll okay. be plenty of them, but you're going to have to go up there. Okay, and I'm going to answer. we got about a minute left, so I'm going to answer this question right now. Somebody asked, you know, how big, uh, how old are these tuna that we're catching? So i got some numbers for you. A 10-pound tuna is about 25 inches, and that's about one to two years old. A 90-pound fish is 50, around 51 inches, is four to five years old. And there's a, a fish they've been following. Her name is Amelia, okay, and they've been able to track her growth over the 14 years. Um, at 642 pounds was the last time they caught her. She was 94 inches and the age of 14 to 16. So 642 pounds for this teenager. Um, that's why when she gets behind the wheel, she'll take your line. 642 pounds. Now, I'm not sure. It doesn't stipulate here. It must be an Atlantic bluefin tuna, but they're pretty close to bluefin. Anyway, everybody. Thank you for showing up at the, the show, Earthworm, Steve, Ron. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. And um, I love you, America. And uh, be kind to one another, okay? Anger Chronicles, we're out. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.